1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
0: No one doubts that these are challenging times that we are in and I wonder if we were drawing attention to the challenging times that biblical characters faced in the Bible, in the Old Testament, how those times might relate to our present day and the challenges that come when there are crises to deal with and there are leaders, some of them might be godly and some of them ungodly. Bill Muhlenberg's been talking through some of these issues in articles he's been writing this week. Bill, welcome back to 2020.
1: Great to be back.
0: Bill, we have now for some time been talking about the challenging times Uh, even the opportunity that it creates when there's a crisis for those who don't have good motives to overreach and stretch themselves, even at a point where they're grabbing for power. Uh, What are your thoughts on how we might relate Old Testament stories, understanding of Old Testament prophets to the way things happen today?
1: Yeah, well, all of Scripture is written for our instruction, our admonition, Uh, Things happened as examples that we can learn from, as the New Testament writers say. So, yeah, I've been, well, I'm in the prophets at the moment as part of my, you know, regular reading. Uh, So if you're doing the Bible in the year, uh, three or so chapters a day, you should be in the prophets right now. So while some Christians find, you know, they're a little bit squeamish about the prophets, I, I find them a great comfort, a great help, a great hope, actually, because they do deal with the big issues just like we're dealing with. They deal with nations and rulers and, you know, the big picture items and why is evil allowed to happen and why are these things going on? So when you read the prophets, you really get God's perspective that he's in charge He uh, raises up rulers, he takes them down, that's certainly a clear theme of Jeremiah, but of all the prophets, and so yeah, I've been writing a lot on Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, so much uh, truth to be found there, and actually great comfort for Christians today, including those who are grieving and their hearts are heavy with so much evil, not only in the world, but seemingly so many evil rulers who you know, some snub their nose at God, shake their fist, push one bit of evil legislation after another, whether it's pro-abortion or anti-family things. So for those who are feeling heavy and grieved at what's going on, I think great help and hope comes from reading through the prophets.
0: Well, we could point to an awful lot of rulers around the world who have a very authoritarian dictatorship, at their disposal and that's challenging because we might say what would an old testament prophet like jeremiah speak into the lives of people who have taken on authoritarian dictatorships today and and even the grab for power that happens in so many places here in australia uh, they're pretty harsh aren't they those old testament prophets they didn't mince words they spoke <laughs> and they spoke very strongly
1: Yeah, they sure did. Uh, They warned ahead of time of what would happen. They gave commentary while it was happening, and often often they looked back and said, this is why this has happened. Uh, So, yeah, any of the prophets could be selected here. And in my recent pieces of the past week or so, I've looked at most of the major prophets. Uh, The one we're looking at today concerns the book of Daniel Most of your listeners would be familiar. Twelve chapters, the first six, uh, especially deal with uh, their life, Daniel and his friends, while living in Babylonian captivity. So King Nebuchadnezzar, the probably most powerful, uh, you know, total control and in many ways most evil ruler of the day. This was something Daniel and his friends had to live with. So the first four chapters... Uh, speak to his reign and how these young Jewish uh, believers uh, dealt with living under his reign. And chapter 4, I especially found uh, fascinating. You'd be familiar, he has a second dream. So Daniel again comes and gives an interpretation. God is warning that because of your pride, you're going to be humiliated. There's going to be a massive downfall. And that's just what happens. Nebuchadnezzar ends up groveling on the ground like a beast. His hair grows long. His nails grow long. He becomes like a beast. And uh, later on, he repents and is restored all according to the prophecies given. So I always think whenever I see, you know, horrible rulers, obviously King Jum Um in uh, North Korea evidently, It's said he's in a coma right now. His sister might be, in fact, taking the reins, although she's said to be just as evil as he is. Or even lesser, you know, more benign dictatorships, as you mentioned. You can even look at pushes for power here in Australia. When these things happen, we know there is a God who reigns, who is in control, and rulers will not keep... Uh, shaking their fists at God for long. At some point in God's good timing, he will deal with them one way or another. So for me, I think that's good news. God is still reigning. It's pretty hard when you live under these things, obviously, as the North Koreans are right now. But it will not last forever.
0: Isn't it very powerful to reflect on the nation-building God in the Old Testament and the use of the prophets to speak into the lives of rulers, good rulers and bad rulers, and even when there are bad rulers, the idea of a downfall and yet restoration – uh, knowing that God is in control and he's the one who puts one up and another one down. This idea of restoration on the other side of a downfall, that's uh, that's that's an interesting concept, Bill.
1: Yeah, well, it sure is, and one we don't often think of. Uh, I've said before, some of our rulers here, even in Australia, who are causing so much damage, often my regular, even daily uh, routine is to pray for them in a simple prayer, God Either improve or remove. Uh, You know, let these, some of these less than godly rulers, you know, get gloriously saved, have a remarkable conversion, repent of their ways, you know, stand before the people and say, I was wrong to do this and that, I'm going to change. And, you know, we can pray and hope for that. But if not, if they are dead set in their rebellion against God and their sin, and God knows the human heart, well, God is able, again, to remove wicked rulers, just as he did Nebuchadnezzar. So I think we pray for both. God, save these guys, if that's possible. If they're still open to redemption and the Word of God, by all means, save them. But also, if if it's your plan to move them out of the way, one way or another, well, that's a fully biblical prayer to pray as well.
0: Sometimes, Bill, I get the impression that there are those who feel as though when we pray for the leaders, our leaders in our nation, that somehow or other we always only pray for good things uh, for those leaders. Uh, It's not that when you pray something, like you say, remove, uh, that you might assume is a bad thing, and that's not like a curse. But the idea of praying and wanting the goodness of God to overwhelm their heart or to raise up another leader who will be filled with the goodness of God. That's the sort of prayer here I think you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Well, there's so many uh, passages in Scripture that speak to the blessings of godly government, of godly rulers. You know, when righteousness reigns, the people are blessed. There's so much, certainly in the Psalms and Proverbs, about this. So that is obviously something we pray about. God, we want good governments, We want godly leaders. We want those who will do your will, Uh, going back to the Lord's prayer that, you know, his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, uh, you know, at the same time, we can also pray, Lord, you are God of justice. You hate evil. You hate injustice and iniquity. And when those who are determined to push evil agendas, uh, we can pray that God somehow intervene, and I often think, uh, I'm getting older now, so I was alive during the Cold War when uh, Soviet communism reigned supreme. In fact, just in my morning prayer walk today, I was thinking about this again. We know how long that very, very ungodly and wicked uh, system lasted. It started in 1917 with the Bolshevik Revolution, ended 72 years later with the fall of the Berlin Wall. So 72 years, 1989, that was, that was a long time. And I was thinking there were many people who were born during that period, lived and died, you know, their whole life spent under this totalitarian rule, this ungodly regime. You know, how many millions and millions of prayers went up over those 70 years. God, when will you deliver us from this evil? When will you set us free? When will you come? Well, it took a long time, but, you know, now we look back in history. Not that everything is ideal under Putin, but it's a lot different than what it was. So same thing. We pray for North Korean dictators. Lord, save them or remove them. The people are suffering so terribly. So many are being tortured, imprisoned, and killed. And that is very much on the heart of God. So, yeah, we got to pray the whole gamut of prayers. Lord, bless your leaders. But if they're disapproving, uh, uh, disobeying you and such a disappointment, well, bring in somebody who's better and more godly.
0: Bill, let's bring this back down to our Australian context because, you know, well known in our conversations, there's been criticisms of some of those overreach issues in the state of Victoria, your home state. Uh, You can Mm. point to things that are going on in Western Australia right now where the government there could be accused of all sorts of things, uh, undermining uh, even issues around our democracy and the rule of law. Uh, There's other states and territories all around Australia dealing with things that as a Christian you say those are ungodly issues that are being championed but let me bring this back down to the fact that we are a democracy and we have voted as a people to give these leaders the opportunity to legislate things that are ungodly where does that leave all of us
1: well it certainly leaves us with a much more the need for a much more prayerful and careful uh look at how we uh live and act as citizens. You know, who we vote for actually does matter quite a bit. Some candidates, some parties, some politicians may well be much better than others in a whole number of realms. So uh, if anything, it should make us think much more carefully about, you know, our responsibilities as citizens of two kingdoms. We're obviously citizens of heaven, but we also have a calling to be salt and light in this world as well. So that should translate into how we vote when elections come, uh, you know, holding our politicians to account, uh, giving them feedback, writing letters, uh, sending emails. We've had a lot of uh, emails and phone calls this past week going to the Victorian upper house because of a very radical proposal to extend uh, emergency powers Uh, into a full 18 months. A lot of people are thinking, we cannot go on this way. There's been a lot of people speaking out, Christian and non. So again, just to ask God, how can I be a good Christian, but also a responsible citizen in these very trying times, uh, if that uh, helps focus us on our duties and responsibilities, that could be a good thing.
0: Yes, these truly are trying and difficult times. It's challenging for believers when we see things around us that don't look according to a biblical standard of righteousness. And it's a challenge, isn't it, to be brave and to stand up for what is true. Bill, I'll point people to your latest articles and you're talking a lot about issues that are happening here in Australia and drawing attention to some of the severe words that the prophets brought in the Old Testament when leaders had gone off and done their own thing according to their own authoritarian, even dictatorship ways. How to find Bill's articles? BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill, thanks for the update today on 2020.